T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Back here on the second guest show, Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, on until 8 o'clock tonight. So if you're in the area, stop on by and visit us. Uh, I'm going to repeat what basically Fox has, has put out that uh, yesterday's Super Bowl, third most watched television show in the history of television, an estimated 113 million viewers watched the Chiefs and the Eagles. The only thing that bested it was a 2015 <laughs> Super Bowl, Patriots-Seattle, yeah. which holds the record at 114, uh, 442. In the number two spot, Patriots-Falcons of 2017. That hits the two spot. So, man, uh, and again, setting records uh, for a streamline, over 7 million well, people streamlined yesterday's deal. And, man, for another generation, Bob, that is how they watch their television. Yeah, uh, but now uh, I'm going to keep it real uh, because the players and the owners and all, when you play in this type of game, doesn't the feel have to be perfect? Man, that feel was lousy yesterday. What? Okay, I'm going to tell you right now, if you look at it, several of the players lost their footing on the natural grass surface. Now, I'm going to explain to you. In Phoenix, it's so damn hot that, uh, okay, have you ever seen a nice St. Augustine or any grass lawn in the desert? Have you ever noticed a grass lawn in the desert? It better be irritating. No, because you can't grow grass in a desert. No, no, you got to have constant irrigation. Yep. So what, you know, you look at the Cardinal Stadium and uh, what comes about. The football field is basically on a tray. It's on a tray that slides in and out of the stadium. So what they do is, because you can't be inside of a stadium and you turn the sprinkler system, like, eh, freaking <laughs> yeah. water's going everywhere. So they take that football field, that natural grass field, and it's on a tray and it's on a track, and they roll it out of the stadium, and then they water it. And they try and get it the best uh, it could be. And they roll it back in. The Cardinals have been playing on this kind of surface. Now, someone maybe can correct me or help me out. The root system isn't there. Yes. So didn't they have the national championship game in college football in this same stadium? So you want the right field, and then all of a sudden you're going to have the Super Bowl. My understanding that the root system didn't take mm-hmm. on the tray That's gonna happen. to have more traction. Now, when the Super Bowl comes here in two years, 
We just talked to Billy Nunget, uh, Nungesser. Nungesser, yes. Yeah, uh, 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 we did the, um, the Mad Hatter's Parade. And he was there, I'll tell you, I'm looking forward to this. We're going to go to Las Vegas next year and promote the Super Bowl coming to New Orleans. I'm so excited now. I know in New Orleans, we ain't worried about the damn turf. Uh, now, we worried about the lights. I'm going to keep the lights on. <laughs> yeah, that uh, might no, be no, an no, issue. No. Uh, but as far as we ain't no natural. But as a player, you want natural grass. But it can't be where it's a, a, a hindrance as far as the footing for players. And the other thing, okay, you want like a bad golf course. Okay, you want a quality football field. We don't need to be painting every damn thing. They, they painted too much in the field so the grass is not the same and the players are slipping. You don't want that. They will address that between the players that association. That they will. And the owners, come on, we can't have no damn Super Bowl, and they're gonna show they're gonna show two handfuls of examples of players that's unacceptable. No, Bob, it looked like a bad golf course. Yeah, really, really, you did. can't be cutting on a field. It has to be uh, like so meticulous at the highest level that uh, that it has to be a perfect environment. And I'm not just uh, like uh, hating on nobody. It just has to be a perfect environment for yeah. the players. And the viewership watching this. We're going to go back to our Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text line. James and Kenner. James, you're in the huddle with Bobby and Mike. So, guys. Uh, All right, James. Listen, listen Bobby, you, you stole some of my thunder. And, Mike, I got to ask you a, a, draft, a couple of draft questions before okay. I get off. But, but uh, listen, C.D. Deuce is one of the best uh, draft picks we've picked up in a number of years. Yes. I, I agree with pay, that. I'd rather pay him. I'd rather pay him than pay Derek Carr, who couldn't even get past the 50-yard line <laughs> against us. I mean, you know what I mean? So he's a tone setter. And the thing about it is, I listened to Ryan Nielsen's speech with the Falcons, his intro. He don't want a guy like Marcus Davenport. Maybe, maybe, maybe Franco might want him. He wants a guy like C.D. Deuce. He wants a tough guy. And, and, and you listen, I hate to see him go to the Falcons. Either either player, but I, I really would like to see if we could if we could scrape, scrape up enough coins to get CD Deuce back over here. Oh and, no, CD Deuce ain't coming back here. No, I, you sure? No, nah, I'd, I'd be shocked if CD Deuce uh, they would pay him the money because I think he can get more now than he oh, could when oh, he left the Saints. Oh, well, without a doubt, uh, look, yeah. he, he missed after six, the season that he had. He missed six games yeah. and he still. He's still he still led the NFL in interceptions. That's unbelievable. Now, when you think about this, think about this, James. Okay, we love aggressive football. We like hitting. And now they legislate hitting. Did you see this not bubble hit that CD Deuce put on? Was Pacheco. that the, Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, okay, was that the, the best the, 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 Super Bowl? It was the best hit. It wasn't even close. That was the best. <laughs> no, he bent him Super every Bowl. which way. He like a pretzel. And then you once look, he hit him, you look at the open and that open field run. Uh, go, go, now, now you, you wish. No, you Isaiah were, gonna run to the end zone so if wait, it's not you, for CD Deuce. You wish he'd wrap around with his arms. But he still body blocked him, and he got him down at the no, high once, level. Once those legs come off the ground, okay. he wasn't catching it. And, 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 and you know what I remember? Nothing against Honey Badger or any of them. You know what I remember? 
If C.D. Deuce, Chauncey Garner-Johnson was on our team. He uh, made interceptions. Well, no, 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 no. The Bengals gave Jamar Chase don't have that long run. Yeah. Remember but, Jamar Chase when we hit him? They hit him down the sideline. It side was like two-hand touch. Uh, and, and then we didn't right, get him down. Right. If that Chauncey Garner, he tackles him. You know? Andrew Voorhees. Andrew Voorhees from USC. I think, he's a, I think he, he can play every position along the line. He's a tone setter in the same vein as Penny. What do you think about him or, or, the, or the guy from him we talked about the other day, the, the guard, uh, the big – one of those two going to be available in the first round? I think I both the of them will be available. Doing... I think Torrance, Man Osiris is going to be close. Uh, now, if he's there, he's hard for me to pass up. I'm going to be honest with you. Now, he's an interior player, and that's all he's going to play. He's not going to be a tackle. But you talk about a road grader, a tough guy. He'll play through pain. He's a really good pass protector, but I think he's right in that region where the Saints would pick. Like offensive guard, Mike? Yeah, but Andrew can also swing to tackle. So we'll see how the workouts go with him. He on my list would be more of the early second round, but there ain't a lot of difference on the ratings between the two of them. That's not a lot. And the fact that Andrew could play tackle is going to be a help. But you know what? Man. Osiris can play. He is a big-time player, but he's a pure guard in the NFL. Well, uh, you know, James, not Andrew, but Andrews Pete, I think he got to go. Like, I, th- I, th- I think nah, we've seen the last nah, of Andrews. Nah, uh, to pay him, we'd have to pay uh, him. Yeah, right? I, think he, I think he's going out uh, really he, and it, it, I wouldn't be surprised if, if he retires. I'm like, he might still want to play the got a lot the of money. money left on that contract, though, Eber. Got a lot of money. But, but uh, I mean. Would it, you walk away from that? No, no, but no, but, but what team's going to be willing to pay him that? I mean, he's probably well, has 40, that, 50 listen, million. Listen, we're not running for the presidency. That's only take one, and somebody would be willing to do it. We'll be back with more second guests and Chesa Boucher uh, from Fox Sports out in Baton Rouge, who was in Columbia, South Carolina yesterday to cover LSU, South Carolina. She'll be on with us next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back here on the second guest show. Mike Detail, along with the Cajun Cannon, 
Bobby Bear. We're on till 8 o'clock tonight, so if you're in the area here in Bay St. Louis, come on by and see us. And uh, like I say, we'll be on until 8 o'clock. A uh, special happy birthday to a charter member here of the Houdat Nation, also a big-time regular listener at WWL Radio, Miss Ann Palmer. It's her birthday today, so Ann, happy birthday to you. On our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line, Miss Chessa Boucher from Baton Rouge Proud. She was in Columbia, South Carolina yesterday. Oh, Chessa. Uh, you saw a beat down that was pretty bad. Uh, Chessa, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate it. But uh, first of all, i got to ask you, because I, I know you play, you've played a lot of basketball in your life, and you've watched it. Have you ever seen a team piece together like what the South Carolina women's team is. They they Man. got every piece of the puzzle. Yeah, Don Staley has built an absolute powerhouse there at South Carolina and the bigs that she brought in and just the size, the depth and the experience just showed. It was I mean, LSU came out and got punched in the mouth, you know, the first two minutes, had two turnovers turned into six points and Kim called a timeout, tried to kind of regroup there. And I just, it was, it was a beat down. It was not a whole lot of fun to watch. And um, having a front row seat there and just watching a team who is, you know, 23-0 and and felt like this was the year something was going to happen, even though it's just year two with Kim Mulkey. It was disappointing not to compete. They pulled within three midway through the second quarter, but it just, they were undersized and just overpowered from tip-off till, you know, the last point scored. It was just, it was brutal. And I'm sitting, actually, I'm not even back in Baton Rouge yet. I had to stay there an extra day um, trying to fly out of Atlanta now. So uh, just kind of felt to the wound sitting. Um, from Columbia Atlanta. to Atlanta, but you stuck in Atlanta. Yep, yep. <laughs> so I'm just like, can we get over this game already? <laughs> Chessa, no. uh, th- this goes back a few years, but what I saw yesterday reminded me a little bit of those UCLA teams under John Wooden, where, you know, before they played freshmen, uh, you know, they had the freshman team and then the varsity team. And Wooden mm-hmm. would say the only people that can beat my varsity team was my freshman team. And watching <laughs> South Carolina with those well, bigs that they have – I mean, LSU was never really in this game at well, all. Well, well, well. And, and, you know, Chess, like Mike's saying, and uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know why this came to my mind. I'm like, okay, you look at, like, who's the top five teams uh, in, in uh, women's basketball? I, I said, or just look at the whole nation. You look at Stanford, mm-hmm. LSU, and all that. Connecticut. Connecticut, yeah. Connecticut, UConn. You can make an all-star team, and they still might not beat South Carolina. <laughs> I agree. It, 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 that's, I think that's a fair assessment. I think you're close, Jess. Oh, without a doubt. If you look at their bench points, 46 bench points in that ball game. if you take the starting five for South Carolina and the five that come off the bench, you could have a starting five at pretty much any one power five school for women's basketball. And I think that speaks volumes. I really – I grew up in the days with Louisiana Tech being kind of the dynasty going head-to-head with Tennessee, and it just gave me that feeling of what Pat Summit had built there at Tennessee. She has length, she has height, and they're going to run and gun you, and they're going to pound it down low, and that's exactly what they did. Kim even said, like, hey, they played a wonderful ball game, but they were so much more 
talented, but I don't think a lot of people look at what Kim has done in year two. If you look at the roster, she's the only one that she from last year's team, and she put up a hell of a fight. Obviously, you can't beat the reigning national champs with just one player, but she gave it a go. But like you guys said, this ball game never felt close. It was just just a beat down. But Kim said a few times in the post game press conference that she wants another shot at them. And I asked her, like, how would you approach this game next time? Obviously, you're not going to be able to bring in any more size or any more talent. How would you approach this game? And she said, you know, we would look at maybe trying to slow the game down, kind of wearing down the shot clock and maybe trying to make them work even more. And I, I just don't know how you beat a team like that with this size. I think for me, you would think about trying to go at them and get them into foul trouble because that's about the only thing you're going to be able to do unless you have one of those nights where you're shooting the three really well. And obviously LSU didn't do that. They only had two threes in the entire game. But, yeah, I just I think they are primed and ready to go back-to-back there with Don Staley. Chelsea, when I look at um, uh, you know what I was impressed with? is that uh, it just goes to show you if you have a winning product out there, the people will come. Uh, you know, we love sports. And uh, my understanding, uh, now you uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was like 18,000 plus that, <laughs> yeah, that was in, in, in Columbia yep. watching. So uh, how crowded the, 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 were the you, Gamecocks. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm, I'm just telling you, I, if the product is out there, you know, you have a variety of sports. And that, uh, that, that people will come if yeah. you have a dominant program. Oh, 100%. And that game had been sold out two weeks in advance. And like you said, 18000 there. I'll tell you um, so a little bit about me. I played college basketball at Ole Miss my freshman year, and then I didn't play ball after that. But I ended up playing semi-pro. But that was one of the best college women's basketball experiences I've ever seen. It really felt like a Final Four atmosphere. The crowd was involved. It was entertaining. They were live. It just, I hadn't seen a venue like that for a women's college basketball probably in my lifetime. And I, again, I grew up Louisiana Tech and what they were able to do, but the Thomas Assembly Center was never rocking like that. Chessa, uh, you got to be impressed with Kim has pieced together. It's just year two. And, you know, get, uh, I think you got to look at it. She comes in as the most accomplished head coach that's ever been hired by this school, ever. When you look at those national championships she's won, you look at that win-loss record, but it is going to take a little time. And I'm interested to see how this comes together. Not because year one, it was a lot of expectations, and she met it. Year two is normally kind of you come to reasoning what we need to get to really make year three and four work. Is that your thought, too, with Kim? I know you know uh, Kim really well in that this is sort of building up to what she's going to piece together in year three and four. Oh, absolutely. So, again, a little bit of background. I grew up a Kim Mulkey fan. All I ever wanted to do was go to Louisiana Tech and play ball for Leon Farmore with Kim as an assistant. And when she left and went to Baylor, I looked into going to Baylor, and she flat out told me, like, just I love you. You're just not on, you know, this level that I'm building here. And I was like, fair enough, coach. So I've gone way back with her. I've known her since I was seven years old. Kim is known for playing incredible defense, and she brings in 
the talent, but even more so, she always has dominant post players. Her being a point guard, you'll ask her, you know, what's your favorite position on the floor? And she'll tell you a post because post makes everybody else's life better around them because you can play that inside-out game. So when Kim took over the program, what she was left with after Nikki Fargus left, it was not a whole lot on that tree, that branch. It was very thin. And um, Alexis Morris and Kayla Pointer kind of wielded this team into what they were able to do in year one and exceeded my expectations because, again, I covered women's basketball the previous two years and just what she was able to do and to be the number two seed and host for the first time, I think, since like 2014 was just super impressive. And then to go out in the transfer portal, bring in Angel Reese and the talent that she brought in, you just look at it and really you're not surprised. I am surprised that they are 23-1. and one. I didn't expect them to have this type of success early on. I will say their strength of schedule is um, is weak compared to what she's used to scheduling, but she admitted, like, I didn't know when I was scheduling this year the talent that I was going to have on this roster or she would have scheduled differently, but you can't, you know, go back and change that. So she's doing what she can with the talent that she's brought in. I think she's definitely ahead of schedule. I don't think anybody expected her to have them, you know, they dropped from three to now five in the AP poll, but I don't think people expected them to have the type of season they're having just in year two and to have the number one recruiting class come in next year. Man, if we're not talking Final Four next year, I would be stunned, especially since Angel Reese is only a junior, and I don't. I expect him to find another big so she can have what I call the twin towers to be able to play off of each other. Now, uh, Chelsea, along those lines, though, because uh, but the game has changed. You know, uh, you know, you got to uh, focus on name, image, and likeness. And all that, and you got the transfer portal, but more name, image, and likeness when you have a star player. Okay, so when you bring up, because I know enough about women's basketball. Okay, you look at Louisiana Tech, you look at Pat Summon at Tennessee, uh, you look at UConn, University of Connecticut, and then you look at Coach Malky when she was at Baylor, and then you look at where the South Carolina Gamecocks are at. How do you keep all those stars in place and then is it a continuous process and recruiting to entice them to come to university? Isn't it a lot more or more challenging than it was in the past because of maybe name, image, and likeness to take care of the players? And it's almost like a pro team before you have a pro team. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, it makes perfect sense. But I think with what Kim has been able to do, she brought in – Jennifer Roberts as an assistant and she has a hand dealing with the name image and likeness it's a position that a lot of universities don't have and she directly deals with that and I think a lot of these younger athletes see from LSU and especially this women's basketball program they get a lot of notoriety they get a lot of perks that a lot of other D1 maybe college women's basketball programs aren't getting but like you said when you're winning it's easy to bring the talent in because they want to be a part of that. And I think Kim is the master of bringing in phenomenal talent, getting them to buy in and getting the best out of what she has. You know, maybe if she's not bringing in the top grade talent, she's going to get the very best from every girl that she has on that roster. And I think we saw that last year. And I think we're seeing that this year. And yeah, I think it'll be easier for her to, you know, bring home a national championship at LSU 
especially in these first few years with what she's already been able to accomplish. Chester, you talk about pressure. It's on Jay Johnson. I mean, you think about, you know, that recruiting class year one. Uh, I had a friend of mine tell me when they hired him, hey, they have hired the Steve Spurrier of college baseball. You're going to have some exciting games. They're going to put up a lot of runs. They can hit the ball. Now, his big question was, can he get the pitching and the defense to match? Uh, man, well, he has the prospect. It's right around the corner now. They got to do it. You talk about a place that's going to be rocking if LSU's baseball team gets even close to the expectations hey, yeah, yeah. That, that, that is being given, well, well, not only locally but nationally. Yes, uh, just like Mike's saying, I'm, I can tell you what. Skim Bertman and Paul Maneri, they've never been this much pressure. When you got the number one oh. recruiting class, the number one transfer portal, no, it's unbelievable, the expectation. It's almost like... LSU fans think, oh, we got a major league team right here in Baton Rouge. <laughs> no, Pretty close. Yeah. Being around Jay Johnson, he reminds me, he's a lot like Nick Saban. He has that mentality of he is going to get it done. He is so meticulous. And I think what he's been able to do with the transfer portal and the talent he's brought in um, after losing the, the way they did in the regional to Southern Miss and not have that Friday, Saturday starter and that pitching rotation like he wanted. They tried to kind of piece it together. I think he went out and he was like, you know what, I'm going to make this my mission to bring in who I need to bring in because he didn't want to have another season like that. He pulled a Michael Jordan and took it personally and was like, this is not going to be how it's going to be here at LSU with me running the ship. And I think uh, Paul Skeens, I watched him throw a little bit this fall the way the ball comes out of his hand and the way it hits the mitt, it is just nasty and hard and just fire. I cannot wait to see them play. I think these expectations are absolutely warranted. I think the talent that's here, and uh, I even asked Coach Johnson, I was like, you know, is this the most talented team you've ever coached? And he kind of smirked at me, and he was like, absolutely. And I, it was just one of those things of, you know, some coaches will be like, well – he didn't even hesitate and he was like absolutely and he was like this team is just bought in and uh, even at media day when we interviewed the guys everything that they talked about was that they're talented and that they want to go to Omaha and the chemistry and we asked like how is the chemistry so good with you know not all of y'all have been here y'all have had a lot of transfers like how are y'all so close and they were like we just want to get it done and we're willing to do it whatever it costs and we're okay with whoever gets you know all of the accolades because we don't care as long as we get it done as a team and I think that speaks volumes because like you talked about Bobby it's this day and age so many athletes want it to be all about them and I think Jay Johnson isn't going to let that be an issue. Chessa thanks so much for joining us we really appreciate it I know you're flying around. Don't stay in Atlanta too long. They're going to try to make you a Falcons fan. <laughs> oh, they know better than that. And I'll still tell them they still don't have a ring. So, All right. <laughs> Thank you, Chess. Appreciate All right. it, Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks Chess Boucher from Baton Rouge Proud and a former college basketball player herself. Also played some semi-pro basketball. So she knows what she's talking about. We'll be back with more second guests right after this break on the Big 870. Back here on the second guest show. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon 
Bobby Hebert. Log in and listen to WWL for your chance to win Stevie Nicks tickets. That's right. You can wear a pair of tickets to see the Rock and Roll Hall of Famer Stevie Nicks. April 2nd at the Smoothie King Center. All you got to do is log in and listen for every hour that you listen. Now through February 28th, you can earn an additional entry. The more you listen, the more chances you get to win. Let's go log in, listen, and win. Stevie Nicks tickets from WWL. Bobby well, uh, Mike, if you look at it right now, I was intrigued, you know, when you have the award ceremony because I was part of this. I won NFL Comeback Player of the Year in 1991. I've been out Bernie Kosar, Geno Smith won that award. Yep. So what's intriguing to me, because how your young team is developed. Okay, I look at the New York football Jets, not the Giants, but the Jets. There's the offensive rookie of the year, Garrett Wilson. Not Chris Olave, but Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver with the Jets. Defensive rookie of the year, Sauce Garner, Ahmad Garner with the Jets. And the reason why I say you got to take advantage of this and this is where the Saints were at with Drew Brees. In 2017, the yes. Saints had that too. Yes, <laughs> if, you, if you look at uh, where Garrett Wilson and uh, Chauncey Garner, uh, or, or uh, not, not, not Chauncey Garner. I'm Sauce Garner. Sauce Garner are the third teammates to win Offensive Defensive Rookie of the Year in the same season. <laughs> now, you think about the award ceremony. But as of late, Alvin Kamara and Marshawn Lattimore did it with the Saints in 2017. Mike, you had to to go back to Detroit Lions, Mel Farr, and Lynn Barney in 1967. Lynn Barney from Gulfport, Mississippi. And you know why I know that? Because when I played with the Michigan Panthers and I'm in Detroit, I did uh, – Mel Farr had a car dealership, and I did an appearance – with Mel Farr and then Lynn Barney. That was all household names. Lynn Barney, about, Pro Football Hall of Fame. So 1967, it didn't happen till the Saints with Lattimore and Kamara in 2017. Well, you had that with the Jets. So I'm just telling you, if I'm – and the agents know this. You look at like, okay, everybody wants quarterbacks. And if you're in New York and you think about, okay – you look at Carolina, you look at Atlanta, you look at the Saints, you look at like Tampa. probably, uh, yeah, yeah, Tampa. It could be a handful, a handful plus. Who needs a quarterback? Okay, who's going to be our quarterback? I'm telling you, the young up-and-coming team is the New York Jets. Uh, the young up-and-coming, they don't have a damn quarterback. So I'm telling you. Let's see what they do in the offseason. Yeah, because to me. You need you, a veteran, too. None of this draft. I think they have you. Hit him the draft. Go get your veteran quarterback. After Aaron Rodgers quits eating all the mushrooms and he going <laughs> on his retreat and all that. And his I blackout think, Yeah, blackout for four days, four nights Jeez. and all that. I'm telling you, Aaron Rodgers, I think with the Jets and the supporting cast, because I think if Aaron Rodgers makes it in New York, I mean, there's no better place to make it in the Big Apple. I mean, it'd be like the second coming of Joe Namath. I, I say think this it's going to either be Jets or the Raiders. Raiders. Okay, I, I think Vegas. that's a win-win. I think hell with Green Bay. What they got? One hundred fifty thousand people in Green Bay, Appleton, whatever. I mean, I mean, you want to be there in the summer? Who wants to be there in the freaking winter? It's so damn cold. Anyway, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, go to New York in the Big Apple, or go to Vegas with the Raiders. I'm telling you that he gets hooked up with his old teammate Devontae Adams with the Raiders. Uh, come on, Aaron. 
I mean, to me, retire? What? Retire? Nothing. You know, Get paid $50 million, go to the Raiders or the Jets. You know, another guy that's going to cash in, Baker Mayfield. Watch. Baker, Baker. That's not enough quarterbacks. Baker Mayfield. Uh, some team uh, will pay Baker Mayfield a lot of money. And I think one of those teams that will be in the mix for Baker Mayfield, if they don't get Derek Carr, may well Saints. be the Saints. I'm oh, just telling you. Baker Mayfield with the Saints. And he does better than him. He's more consistent. <laughs> He's not as erratic. Baker Mayfield is too bipolar. He's too up and down. We need more stability. We'll Baker be back. Mayfield, no way with the Saints. We'll be back with more in second guess right after this break on the Big 870. We're finishing up here on the second guess show. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Hebert. We're going to go to Keith and Re- River Ridge. Keith, you're in the huddle with Bobby and Mike. What's up, Keith? Bobby and Mike, I got a quick point. I, don't want, I hate to be the, the Hall of Fame police, but Rondé Barber's not a Hall of Fame. He's just not. He was a, he's a Frank Gore cornerback. He played a long time and was a part of a historically great defense, but he was not a Hall of Famer. And if he is a Hall of Famer, then Eric Allen's a Hall of Famer. Well, well, yeah, yeah, that, that's a good point. That's Keith, a good point. Keith, I, I agree with Dion on this. We becoming the Hall of Very Good today. Instead it's of not a, so Hall much of Fame, the great. Hall of Fame. We're becoming the Hall of Very Good with some of these guys. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 I the, don't disagree hey, with you. No, now, the one thing I would say that Rondé uh, Barber is better than his brother Tiki Barber. Now, Tiki Barber maybe got more exposure because they played with in the, New York. In the Giants. Yeah. Running back with the Giants. But Rondé Barber was more a consistent player uh, than his brother Tiki. You know, but he played with the Buccaneers. But, again, it's like very good or like, uh, like Eric Allen you know, with the Eagles. Shoot, I threw him a pick six in the playoffs, damn it. it, it uh, so, so, in my on. opinion – uh, Pat's willing should be in there if that's the case. Look what Pat did uh, from, from, oh, a fina- oh, oh, from a deal uh, of uh, sacks. Uh, oh, oh, okay, okay. Who are you putting in the Hall of Fame? Pat Swilling was the NFL Defensive Player of the Year. Not the NFL uh, NFC South Player of the Year or the NFC. He was the NFL Defensive Player of the Year. So don't patrol. You got Sam Mills. Ricky Jackson in there. Von Johnson probably beat the odd man out. So Pat Swilling, things, things didn't want to pay him. <laughs> so he goes so to Detroit. He goes to Detroit the and Raiders. all that. Yeah, but, uh, come on. So if you're talking about, like, uh, credentials, NFL Defensive Player of the Year, Pat Swilling, come on. If Rondé Barber's in the Hall of Fame, Pat should hell be. yeah, Pat Swilling. Bobby ended for us tonight. All right, bon nuit, les gens. Good night, people. Who that? We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.